Diva Speaks podcast is the premier relationship podcast that explicitly deals with relationship matters from a woman's point of view. No subject is off limits. Relationship challenges, sex, intimacy, dating, infidelity, finances, heartbreak, and situationships are all a part of the discussion. Your relationship matters. Okay, so this is the official Welcome to Diva Speaks podcast. And thank you for tuning in on this lovely but cold Sunday afternoon. And we have a lot of things we want to talk about today. But first and foremost, you know how I like to do it. I like to thank you guys for supporting and tuning in to Diva Speaks podcast. I know that there are plenty, I mean, thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to, but you choose to tune in to Diva Speaks podcast because we are your number one premier boutique relationship podcast for the Queen City. Am I right, Roundtable panel? That's right. And we refuse to do anything other than keep it real. So with Diva Speak Podcast, what we're not going to do is the old bait and switch. You know, guys, what people do, like they, they will you in with all of these very provocative topics and conversations. And the minute that you are tuned in to them, then they water the content down. Have you ever experienced that? Okay, so that is not what we're going to do. What we're going to do is keep it thoroughly salacious, provocative. Um, grown and sexy, but definitely we're going to remain and stand in our truth. So with all of that, um, tell your friends about the podcast, share the podcast. And if you have any feedback or comments for me or one of the panel members, you can reach us at divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com, or you can drop a comment or two. Hey, Andrew, you can, hey, Cameron, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can drop a line um, into the inbox on um, Diva Speaks um, Facebook page and one of us will get back to you. I always tag the members, so feel free to reach out if you have a question because I'm sure between Richard, Richard Jr., Rick, Kia, and Tiffany, you know, who's, who knows what they're going to say? So um, who wants... <laughs> So guys, how do you feel about last week's podcast before I just jump right in and start talking about what we're really going to talk about? Anybody have any thoughts on last week's episode? Remember, it was bad sex. <laughs> My girlfriends and I had a lot of feedback concerning uh, this. They actually had a lot of compassion for uh, Brother Rick. And, Wait, uh, who? For, for Detroit. Detroit over yes, here. Yes, for Detroit. Okay, guys, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you Rick. Hold on, just in case you didn't get a chance to view the video of the round table. There's Rick over there. Say hey, Rick. Hello. Yes, they were very compassionate with him, and also, you know, spoke spoke about him being compassionate for his girlfriend, and hope that they would get things worked out. You know, that the sex would turn around and be very, very good for him. If not, we had some on takers. You had some takers. <laughs> I mean, Rick, it did, it, it, the conversation really shed you, it put you in a positive light. And I guess it had a lot of women really, like Tony said, feeling compassion for you because who doesn't want a guy 
who wants to stick around even if her bedroom skills aren't that great to you. You know, so yay, I'm gonna give Rick a round of applause. If nobody else gives him a round of applause, you know. <laughs> You know, you know, and um, um, hubby and I did a follow up um, show after the podcast about the bad sex because you know I got a lot. I've invested in a lot of reading materials because you know the biggest room in the in the world is the room for improvement. Yes. So what he and I were talking about after the show was ways to improve or to reconnect with your lover, your partner, your boyfriend, your husband, and get, you know, get it popping again, you know? Sex was created for all of us, and you gotta have some good sex. <laughs> hey, uh, was it Chin, Chin Wee? Hi, hello, welcome to Diva Speaks. So guys, um, here's what we're gonna talk about today. And this is my disclaimer. If you are really, really, you know, in your feelings about church, this may not be the episode for you. And I can recognize that. Come back and visit us another day. Uh, we're going to be talking about illicit affairs in church. We're going to be talking about cheating in church. We're going to be talking about creeping in church. And also part two of that, check this out. This is what I really want to talk about too because I've seen this a lot. Does your pastor get more of your attention and respect than your man? Backslash your husband. Wait a minute, I ain't finished. I'm going for the jugular. Do you tend to focus more on church business than your household? Yeah, well. So that's what we're, we're going to talk about today. Um, so I'm going to start off with the illicit affairs in church because I, I wrote some, I had to write some notes so that I could stay focused because it's such a provocative topic. So the question that I'm going to pose is, what do you do when the hell that you're trying to escape the hell that's got you on your knees, the hell that you are praying about and you are seeking refuge from has or is now followed you into church. The very place that you're seeking refuge from, this is where all the hell is breaking loose. What do you do? So you're probably saying, Gayla, where you come up with such a very, you know, that's a, you know, sensitive topic. Well, all of us remember a few months ago when the story broke about Pastor Wilson. Uh-huh. Pastor Wilson. I'm very upset with hey. you internet people. <laughs> pastor Wilson was this African-American pastor who was seasoned in age and he was caught on video performing fellatio on one of the members of the choir. She decided to record him and expose him because he failed to honor his commitment and promise to her to give her a lead solo. Wow. So yeah, that's the backstory behind him being, our, one of our panel members said, wow. So she chose to expose him. I did my due diligence. Been singing all day long. 
So, you know, after the story broke, I was so shocked at how the internet took off with it. It took off in a different direction than I really expected. This is why I got Richard sitting beside me today. Cause he's gonna bring it, I know he is. Now the internet chose to glorify his fellatio skills. They made a mockery of the church. Um, they had memes about sisters um, whose men weren't acting right. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to Bible study, I'm going to see Pastor Wilson. Oh, hey, Pastor Wilson. Like, is that where the moral compass of the body of Christ is now? So with that, I have I have set I've set the I've set I've laid the groundwork. I want to hear from some of the round table panel. Say that again, Detroit. I said, Step to the mic, please. The church has lost its way a long time ago. It had nothing to do with that That's why they act the way that they act now. How so? How so? How so? Then I don't the think. The church has lost its way. If the pastor say, I need $200 to build a new wall around the church, we'll take it from your rent money instead of listening to your husband. Mm. Saying, we ain't giving them $200 for a church. They got a building fund for 20 years. They ain't changed the light bulb. Wait a minute. Wow. I need to ask you a question about what you just said. You just said that if the pastor was to ask for $200 to fix something in the church and he tells his woman or his wife, no, that woman is quick to disobey her husband's wishes and go ahead and front the money for the pastor. So doesn't that go back to the question I initially asked? Are you giving the pastor more respect than you are the head of your household? Well, tell me, why do you think that is? Why? But why do you think women are behaving in such a manner? Mm. Um, Facebook audience, he said, we've been brainwashed by the church. certain way to do and do and act certain certain things we don't the church has more power over a black household than any other house i tend to agree with you on that any other house. without question yeah, without, we don't we don't question it we just do it things are going in the church no don't don't, don't tell on him because he touched me don't do this because he did this we want to keep it in house it's crazy. But that's not just black churches, that's in churches well, in general. Just, I think it's a but then you, black then, churches act. But then in defense of the church, we, we can't point it out as saying the church. The church is in, embodiment, it's, its purpose, it, it was meant to be, it's great. The church is a great institution when it's ran the way God says it's supposed to be ran. Not the way when man steps in and he uh, forecasts or say what God is for saying. Now, the understanding is when we talk about Pastor Wilson, you know, you talk about an internet audience, you're not talking about a church audience. There's a difference. You think about society, we always are excited about things that happen negative. Have you ever posted something positive on Facebook and see how many likes you get? And then you post something negative? You, you, your page shuts down. You mm -hmm. that so in general, when we're thinking about that, when we're talking about a church, let's define just what a church is, you know? The church is embodied by Christ. It's not It's not ordained by a man. But see, we get the misconception that when we go to church, the pastor is God. The pastor is just a man just like you is. He sins just like you do. 
He's no closer to God than you are. He just has a purpose in the church that must be fulfilled because of his calling. Now to understand this, every person that preaches ain't a preacher, and every person that stands in front of you and run a church ain't a pastor. Mm -hmm. that, that might be true, but we, we tend to put them all on the pedestal. Yeah, but we always, because people look for someone to justify or, or, or how I'm say, to uh, qualify them. That's but, true. But you can be qualified from your own knowledge of God. You know, you know that a pastor that takes a member to bed for a solo role, come on, I know what's wrong. Let me ask you this. Why is it that you think that there seemed to be no focus, no compassion, or no acknowledgement of how this scandal affected his wife. Not one time did I see one person address in any group on any meme about this woman and what she could be going through in the church, whose husband is the pastor and she's fellowshipping in the church with the woman that her husband is having the affair with. No, 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 I, I understand that. But I'm just saying, it didn't appear that the masses were concerned with her feelings at all. And we're talking about a body of Christians. But what, what is, you think about the masses? I mean, if we honest with, with ourselves. Let's be honest then. And, well, honesty is this, that we don't care about the way the ladies feels. We, we like the juice from this scandal. And that's what we, we come to as in society. We don't have compassion or how she feels or how he feels or how this is or, or what she's going through. And the reason why you don't is because you didn't see her on the internet. You didn't see her come out posting her story talking about how hurt she was. So we're not gonna be compassionate to say or even think about what she's going through. That, that That's a whole nother dynamics to this, this story. I mean, I think we should more focus on Pastor Wilson. I mean, first of all, you have a woman, you have a pastor who's mm -hmm. called by God to do something and lead people. Allegedly. Allegedly. And then we have a woman who gives up her body for a solo spot in a church. Mm -hmm. Really? So, you know, the wrong in all of that is, is just crazy. And then what's so bad about it is that we have bad people, bad preachers, bad pastors making the church look for what they say bad because my eyes did you can't never let make god's house look bad you only make yourself look bad and so you know not every place that like i say got four walls and a man standing on the pulpit preaching is a church and he's definitely not a pastor not not so what do we do what do we do when there are situations like this that come up within the church do we address it? Do we overlook it? Do we say, you know what? This person really isn't of God or is not fit to be a leader for me? Or do we continue to stay there and say, well, he's imperfect? The focus wasn't on that. Yeah, but, but the truth is we don't, we don't stand by and let nobody make God house look bad. We definitely don't put him in the spot. Who we're, is we? Us, the church folks, the people, you know, people in general. I mean, especially the church folks. 
um, the people that go to that church. The Bible tells us we need to sit those people down, you know, heal them up and then maybe put them back. But we just don't sit down or sit back and say, oh, okay, he made a mistake. He did this or he did that. Mm -hmm. Everybody's making mistakes, don't get me wrong. But when you take that role, when you sit as a pastor, right. you, you, you pray for people, you pray over their lives. You, God's supposed, you know, somewhat comes to you and speaks about these people, giving you messages and stuff that you're supposed to give to them. And yet you betting them or, or matter of fact, you bargaining in God's house, you gambling in God's house, because if you do this then I give you a solo spot, seriously, are you for real? And, and don't get me wrong because, yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's no right here because young lady or not, I mean, she's, she's here selling herself a solo spot that she don't even get paid for. Really? What was the song? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick just asked, what was the song? I don't know. I just think, I just think that we're going down a road where the church is not, and, and, and I'll say this, the church is always going to be the church. I just think what we let in the house is what's damaging the name of the church. And so, you know, you have to recognize that. I mean, we're in a, we're in the days of times where we all see that this was coming, where the church is no longer the church. We're so busy worried about insignificant things and insignificant people, and we are took our focus off God's indeed in in entitled purpose for our, all, all of our lives. I mean, you have a pastor who sits here and, and he's on Facebook going down on this lady who's in her church, and yet all we see. And all we can focus on is his skills. Yeah, that's what are that's you, what we've are come you to. Serious. I think that my personal opinion is I think that under the premise of forgiveness, that people think that the church to me, the church has become a playground. The church has become a pray a pray a playground for the vulnerable and for predators. Because basically, I hate to say it. At the name of Jesus, you can get most people to do anything by just saying the name Jesus. And it seems like all of their senses fall to the wayside, but I have an even more um, crazier story than that. So there was this pastor who was over this church in Houston. Him and his wife took over the church and the wife didn't get along with the congregation like that. They didn't really like her. So they had some struggles back and forth, you know, because they weren't a unit. So the husband ends up having an affair with his son's girlfriend. He has an affair with his son's girlfriend and the two of them join forces to try and take over the church, but not like you think. What they did is they plotted to get some money from an, from the insurance. So they burnt the church down to get the insurance money. Long story short, the wife wasn't going nowhere. She was on to them and they plotted and they killed her. They killed the first lady. Now this was on um, Snapped Oxygen. Um, the name of the pastor was, um, I wrote it down because I did my due diligence. I've watched the story on Snap, but I also wanted to make sure I had the name right. Tracy Burleson out of Houston. Now all of this is going on in the church. All of this was orchestrated by a pastor, an alleged man of God. So not only did he plan to 
deceive an insurance company, commit arson, commit adultery, commit murder still in the name of God. This is what's going on in most churches today. Devil's not in the name of God. Yeah. Allegedly, I see. Even the Bible says devil got free. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because you're in the church does not mean that you're Please say that again. Please say that again. Just because you're doing it in the church does not mean that you're doing it in God. Why don't most people know that, though? Please because tell us. Why, why don't you think they know this? Church, this is what the pastor says. Pastor asked you to pull up the scripture. They don't even, they pull out their phone. Get distracted with Facebook instead of reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. Then you got to understand, religion is a very strong tool. I mean, everyone is searching for a spiritual connect. <clears throat> True. You, know, you hunger for it because it's, it's in you. And so when a man can get up in front of you and say this, and, and you say that he's preaching, and he's hooping, and he's hollering, and he's got you excited, yeah. And and that's what it is. Church has become this exciting place, but yet there's no learning. There's no spirit to it. There's no, you know, nothing that changes your life. Because we're they're appealing to emotions and they're entertaining now. Exactly. It seems like church is geared toward entertaining and feeding you basically side dishes, your favorites. You know, you're, you're used to, you're hearing what you want to hear. You're feeling good. Your, your, your adrenaline is running. And you're not really learning because you're on an emotional roller coaster. From the time you walk through that door, from the time that the choir sings, it's an emotional song that either gets you pumped up, you know, like a Kirk Franklin song, or it stirs you emotionally, like Mary Mary. Either one, I've tapped into your emotions. So by the time it's over with, I mean, your emotions are all out of, out of control. Whatever you're going through or what brought you there to the sanctuary, you're not really focused on learning because you're all out of whack. I mean, that's just my opinion. If someone else has a different opinion, um, I'm looking live on, on Podbean. Let me know what your thoughts are. Facebook Live, let us know what you're thinking or what you think of the conversation. But Kia, you haven't spoke. Praying on the congregation. Nobody says anything about it just to keep the church. I'm giving her a clap. I'm clapping for you. You know what? I actually wrote that down. I uh the question I that I wanted to pose to the panel member was is do you think all of these church antics are something new as time has progressed? Or has this been going on all along and with modern technology, now we're exposing what has went along or went on inside of the church all of these years, you know? So um, I'm kind of at a loss for words as far as I don't want to step on anybody's toes because church is a holy place for many of us, but it kind of makes you have compassion for the millennials because most millennials are straying away from church. Yeah, and I don't think that's the next 40, 50 years, is, is the church still even going to be around? Because, you know, young adults, you know, they don't go to church anymore. You barely see youth in the church. It's always see the citizens now. And so it's like, is the church even going to be around? Oh my God, I'm a senior citizen. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, with that concept, you look at the 
the demise of the society that we live in. So here you have, now you have the church itself, an institution that was meant to be a place of safety, a place of security, mm -hmm. a place that you go to gain knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. And now you don't have that. So now, as you say, millennials, they get it or they're trying to get it or they're not going to get it at all with the concept of a compassion towards people. Because the concept of the church is love. And that's why we go there. We go there because me, you, Tony, Rick can go and we commune together, we pray together. That's right. And so now you have relationship, you have family, and all of that is beginning to disappear. With this uh, indifference that we have in the church, with this, let's just call it what it is, it's sin. But we have to be so smart to understand that everybody, the, the enemy of God is the devil. And we understand that if I'm going to destroy somebody, I got to put my enemy in his camp, wear it out and destroy it. Mm -hmm. So now here you have, and that's why society is going where it's going. We, you, you could take the examples of now, you know, we only pray in schools when we have an incident. As soon as that incident goes away or, or we think that everybody is healed, here we go, we stop praying. But in my day, we prayed in church and people cared a little bit more. You can think what you want to think, when you start taking God out of the picture of society, when you start moving away from the church, then where do you go to talk to God? Where do you go to speak to God? Where do you go to commune even with each other? And that's the biggest thing about a lot of churches and church itself. You go there to commune with other fellow people who love God. And so now we're moving away from church. So where do you get this teaching from? Where do you learn about the love of God? What do you learn about the love for the people that we see each and every day? We see it as our society begins to, to just dem demise. Killings here, killings there, kidnappings here. No one is respecting each other. It's just getting total chaotic. I agree. You know, I was listening on my uh, ride to work on Friday and I already knew what we were gonna be talking about, but the universe, you know, just was throwing me great information the strawberry letter was about something similar. The strawberry letter that um, Shirley Strawberry read on the Steve Harvey Morning Show went something like, it was this young lady in the church, her, her father was a pastor, and she had a crush or something, it went something like, she had a crush on the one of the ministers or the minister was had a crush on her. It was a mutual, mutual attraction, but he was married. And everybody in the church knew that she was, I guess, I don't know why it was their business to know, but that she was a virgin. And he walked her to the car one day and told her that he would love to be the one to help her explore her sexuality. Like this is going on. Like, you know, this is, this is what's happening, people, in church. And until people have the conversation, it's gonna continue because people are getting bold now, you know? People are getting bold. The sins that we used to, you know, kind of sweep under the rug. And you know, it, it was like, you, you just don't talk about such things. They're bold enough to do it in the open now. They don't care who knows. And most cases, it turns out like a Pastor William, it just gives them more fame or makes people more interested in, in their antics or give them more lovers to pursue. Rick, you look like you want to say something. 
What do you mean by that? Because that's heavy. That is heavy. Now, Talk to even talk to the one of the deacons. You can't even talk to the deacons now because they'll go tell you business. What? Hmm. Really? Don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I have to, you know, I'm standing in my truth. I haven't really committed to any church since I moved here from Dallas, Texas, and I, I was going, I was attending the Potter's house. So I've not really found a church home that I could say, you know, one way or the other that, you know, and I didn't know that. It's hard to find because the people that are here, you know, they're not supposed to be judgmental. So, you know, you're supposed to be able to go to them out of love. But this generation nowadays, it's, it's very hard to find church to where you can go have a conversation with somebody, you know, where you're, you may be going through depression, you tell them and they'll turn around and spread your whole business to the whole church. No, you don't want everybody to know. No, you're not. But, but that's what's going on. These deacons ain't from this generation. They from the past generation. They 60 and that worse than anybody. Wow. And, and, and again, so like Pastor Wilson, he's, he's got to be in the 60s. So uh-huh. It's not church anymore. You have a good musician, a good pastor, and they bring the spirit. You can feel the spirit. The church is so set in, okay, pray, sing, preach, out. It don't work like that with, with the spirit. You got to let the spirit do what the spirit do. Mm -hmm. So when people find a church that does that, it's, oh, this church is not of God. Actually, it is. But they forgot what it is to dance with God. You know, young people can't dance. Why can't you dance? Why can't you play? Read your Bible and the Bible will tell you. Who's the man that danced out of his clothes? Like mm -hmm. He danced out of his clothes. If you see somebody out here dancing out of his clothes in the church, they're going to call crazy home. I don't know who they call it. they call it somebody because he's crazy. True. That, that's true. So if you're playing God's music, oh, that's too loud. Why are you here? If it's too loud, stay at home. Get in the closet. Mm. I think it's, I think, uh, you know, I think we've, um, we've come to a place or a point that we see so much hypocrisy that when we see someone like you're talking about who wants to dance and he is imitating something that's spoken of in the Bible, we look at it as crazy because hypocrisy and fraud seems to be the norm, that we reject it. We reject authenticity and, and that's sad, but I wanna, I wanna switch up just a little bit, just a little bit, same, same um, point. But you know, it's because they're making it. I'm just I'm talking because I've only attended predominantly black um, churches. I think um, you guys know my background as, as the other religion that I didn't really know God. And then the Potter's House, it is, uh, you know, a lot of denominate. I mean, a lot of races or cultures go there, but it's still predominantly black. It's in the on Keith Boulevard, for God's sake. But you know, guys, I mean, this has happened in one of the most prominent churches in the world, religions in the world. We're talking about the Catholic Church has been riddled with um, sex allegation against young boys and, and children for as long as I can remember. And it seems to be one of those institutions that people are afraid <laughs> to just speak up and say, you know what, this is wrong. These sexual sex crimes are being committed 
to me, basically, in the name of God. Under the premise of, all I have to do is ask for forgiveness. I can violate you anytime I get ready because I serve a God that's going to forgive me. Now, how foul is that? And when are we gonna have that conversation? Tony, you're awfully quiet today. Oh, very. <laughs> the conversations are real. It still don't work like that. Just because you think that God gonna forgive you, you gotta, you gotta feel it in your heart. You gotta feel like what I did was wrong. Mm -hmm. so you can say out your mouth, yeah, my Bible says to ask forgiveness, he gonna forgive you. God is not gonna forgive a heart that doesn't serve the forgiveness. And that's what I feel in my heart. That's what I feel for and, what, and for you, my past. Experience. But also forgiveness comes with some kind of um, repentance, and not yeah. only that, he said it. You know, it comes with re repentance, but it also comes with a cause. You know what I'm saying? I I do something. There's another side to me doing something. Something else comes after that. You know, people think that okay, God forgives me, but I don't have to. I won't suffer nothing from it. No, you better wake up, because every action has a reaction. Mm -hmm. Every action starts a chain reaction. So when you do something here in the atmosphere, you you gonna expect something either here or after here. You know, you know, a lot of times people, you know, that's the thing about it. When we start talking about the church, you gotta understand God. You gotta understand his word. His word not only says that when you commit a sin and that you will be punished for it, or you you may whatever you do, you reap what you sow, but it don't even say that. It says it may reap your your son, it may reap your grandson, it may even reap your great grandson. So a lot of times we, we we stand around, we wonder why our children and our grandchildren act a certain way. Well, it might be the sins of the great grandfather who died years ago. That's that's the word of God. That's in the Bible. So don't don't always think that because God didn't get you, that He ain't gonna get somebody down the road. And it's not God getting you. It's something that you put in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Nothing just resolves without every, none of us. We all might think that we get away with it. You don't. You get away with nothing. It always comes in some form. And I think a lot of things that we're suffering now, it could be even coming from churches before us that did stuff that they let go, let go, let go, and now it's here. We're seeing this. We're seeing how the church is beginning to become a place that you can't go and share your darkest secrets. No. A place that you can't go and, and know that I, I got a problem or I need to talk to my pastor without my pastor looking under my skirt or, or trying to whisper, he wants to do this or do that. But this is the understanding. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care what ethnic group you are. You will never make a fool out of God. You're making a fool out of yourself. We're losing something that God has given us. And that's the church. You know, when you don't have a church, then where do you go? What will replace the churches on every corner? Will it be a club? Will it be a bar? What will it, what will replace it? You know, we're losing children. We're losing humanity. We're starting to do stuff to each other that is ridiculous. You know, and, and one of the things we look at now, and nowadays, uh, uh, my daughter can't walk down the street without somebody snatching up trying to sell her. That's right. Are that's where we are. Yes, that's that, where we are. Are you sex that important to sex that you really yes. are just stealing the essence of people? You know, women, men to a degree, have to be scared to walk down the street if a van passed them because somebody wants to make a dollar. So let's not even look at the money. Let's just look at the humanity of a person. 
You're willing to steal that from a human being to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. Come on, that's and, and that's a problem. Everybody who yeah, but everybody who listens and to we're this, revisiting to the sins. We're revisiting it right now. But, yeah. but it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is. You know what? This is what I say. I say the earth is sick. And the reason why it's sick is because we don't put so much mess inside of it. Now it's spitting the mess back out at us. And that's why we can't control what we do, what we say, how we act towards people. Because that's what it is. It's an organism and we've abused everything. Every step of humanity we have abused. You can't go to the movies. No. Nope. You can't go walk down the street. You nope. can't go to a club. No. Nope. You can't go to a concert. You can't even go to church. Then what are we supposed to do? We don't have the answers, but we can definitely have the conversation. You know, I'm going to share something. I'm going to share something with you. You know, this kind of this kind of touches home just a little bit. Um, Many years ago, my grandparents um, being from the Delta, the Mississippi Delta, uh, my grandfather was one of those (laughs) men that in the south of of a certain complexion, with a certain hair type, um, very handsome guy that didn't really um, behave like he needed to in the earlier stages of his marriage like he needed to. So he was the deacon at one of these churches in the backwoods. And he was having an affair with one of the women that went to the church and he had a son with this woman in the church who was also my grandmother's friend. And Richard just touched on a point about how it it affects the children and the grandchildren. When my grandmother found out about it, it was too late because the child was already born. And she snatched herself and her family out of that church and set us on another path because then that's when we started participating in that other religion because she was so hurt from what was going on in the church and the deacon was her husband and the woman that she worshiped with was her friend so who was she going to go to she went and she found comfort in a religion that was extremely strict on people like that. And many years later would be the root of me almost having a nervous breakdown. And because of the affair that my uncle witnessed, who was my grandfather's son, he never respected him a day in his life. He damn near hated his guts to the time that he died. He had no more respect for him. There was animosity in the household like you wouldn't believe. In the church. Church. Making babies, having an affair, praying and worshiping God. And who's going to check you? You the pastor. You the deacon. Who's who's there to give you reproof? You know, I think um, the, the concept that we have about the church, the church belongs to no man, none. Church belongs to God as a gift. You better not tell some of these pastors that. Well, you know, and that's the point. The pastor is only there for a season. 
I don't care what he say or hey, what Misha. he is. It doesn't, the hey, church Ronnie. does not belong to the pastor. It belongs to the people. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand the one who holds the key is God. Because you can have a hundred churches with 1,500 walls. And if you ain't got no God in there, you just got a building. And that's the understanding that people got to understand when you go into a building and you see this, you can't keep just hiding. You know, and that's the problem. We all know stories, but what our parents used to tell us about, you know, Deacon Harris used to go down to such and such. And this was years ago. So this ain't, this ain't like- But I said that at the beginning, yeah, did I not? I said this, it's been going on for years. This is years of mess in the church. And like I said, eventually, that's why I said, if you think you're making a fool out of God, you better keep your eyes open. Because mm-hmm. God is something. Well, he you know what? amazing. I just, okay, so with, with what you just said, and what we've all discussed so far. I want to tie this into the other aspect of what we were talking about. So what do you say when you know all of this, or if you are if you are a member of a church where some of this has went on in the past or is still ongoing, what do you say to the woman that's up there spending, up, spending most of her time, coming back yapping in her husband's face, by what the pastor said, when you know all of this corruption and all of this foolishness is going on at the church, what do you say to the woman who is neglecting her household, tending the church business and study, repeating what pastor said? I want to talk about that and I want to be real about it. I don't want to tiptoe around it. I want to be real about it. Let me me talk from the aspects of what the word says. And I tell ladies, men, whatever, Church does not come before your spouse in none of God's order. Please say that again. It does not. And even in God, God does not come in a disordered place. Church does not come before your spouse. Come to the microphone, Karen. Ever. Oh, go ahead. I just, she wanted to speak next. So I wanted her to come to the microphone. Richard, um, he told it, um, I was with a, uh, before and the pastor did say the same thing he said for the married women you take care of your spouses for the single women and single men now you can you know stay at church all day Mm -hmm. that's because you're not married you're married to christ but your husband comes first your family comes first and and, so he's speaking to god has an order you know and, and 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 the order that he says is is like a man you know he's right he's he answers to God. The wife, she answers to her husband. And so, and that's an order. There is no order that church comes before. It's your family, then it's, then it's your church. You, you know, because God ordains marriage, God ordains it. And so if you're spending more time in a church and neglecting your spouse, your pastor should pull you to the side and say, such and such, you need to be at home with your husband. And if your hug, if your pastor is not telling you this, and you have a problem with your pastor, mm. and, and that's across the board, because he should know better that, you know, what what sense does it make for you to be at a church twenty four seven and your home is falling apart? I've never understood that. I have never understood the importance of being there twenty four seven while either your marriage is falling apart. Your kids are a train wreck. Your, your house is a mess in terms of sanitate, you know, being sanitary. You know, there are things to be done. Like 
Richard said, in the home, your first ministry is in the home. In the home. You know, yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Kia. I need you to repeat that, please. They, they think that just because you go to church, I'm, I'm putting God first. Well, what about when you're sitting there church in the pew, but you're not listening to what the preacher's saying, but you go and leave back home the same way that you came? That's so right. So what did you really put first? You didn't put anything. You didn't put anything. Right. And they also get another thing confused, the pastor and God. That's the biggest confusion in the church. Your pastor is not God. He is not your God. And so a lot of times- we You're gonna say, offend some people, Richard, well, when you hey, say that. Sometimes you gotta tell the truth. Truth needs yes. to be told. Mm -hmm. you, get, you get the pastor confused with God. Your pastor is not your God, and he will never be. He is a man or a woman just like you who is fighting just as hard to get into those gates of heaven. He is not perfect, she is not perfect, and they never will be. Now we striving to get there, but the understanding is, you know, we think that every day that we're in church is what God wants. Maybe sometimes you need to ask God what God wants. You know, and God might tell you, you need to stay at home with your husband tonight, or you need to stay at home with your wife tonight. Because if you're not paying attention, and that's the thing about it. You I co-sign on what you yeah. just said. Because we, I do, I co-sign on everything you just there said. There is a confusion in the church. I co-sign on that. Yeah. The confusion is that we think that we have to be there 24-7. And, and, and that is what's pleasing to God. But yet you ain't asked God not one time what is pleasing to him. Can I can I piggyback on what you just said? Because this is rare. We on the same side, Rich. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you better enjoy it. <laughs> better enjoy it. Now, that was one of the reasons that I, I, I like doing the show because we often we have opposing views but it's you know we're on the same side you know i'm thinking of you know what i'm thinking about because it's in the black community there are more female parishioners than there are male so right. so with that right. so i'm thinking about richard with what you just said i'm thinking about the woman that is having marital issues she's having marital issues and she's in attendance at church every time the door opens okay i'm talking about the woman who maybe has a fiance that sees a future with her but they they're having some major problems but instead of you like you just said paying attention to your man or your husband no let me let me clean that up instead of you paying attention to your husband and spending some time with him you're running to the pastor of the church looking for answers when the person that you need to be talking to and praying with is laying right beside you. Church can't fix something that you're not willing to put the first step Amen. into. You want to come back and tell your husband what he said. How do you, if your husband is not a, is not a believer or is a non-believer, how do you expect him to ever come to Christ if you're putting another man in his face all the time? You better. I was trying not to say it, Kia. I mean, but you you said it. Lust. That's right. She wants him because to her he is in power, and she wants to be Isn't that attractive to a lot of women? It's a very attractive. He's looking good in his suits. He's a man with authority. And it, let's be honest, if he's running a successful church, he has money. 
Yes, sir. It is. Also, I may not know nobody. Love and tradition. I was in church all day. I was in church all day. I gotta be in church. There's some churches you cannot even have a family cookout because before you know it, the pastor coming to the cookout. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You talking? Are you talking about your Hispanic side now? No, I'm talking about my flesh. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Audience, they they've been here for four hours. They are nuts together. So we have a comment, guys. Um, so Lamisha Terrell, that's my sister. <laughs> Lamisha says, true, you are not serving the man in a robe, but be of service to the Lord's words according to the Bible. Do y'all agree with Lamisha? I agree, Lamisha. They agree with you, sis. They better. I got your back, sis. But yeah. <laughs> It's a, oh, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take but in. You can't really. Let's rephrase it. Okay, we can we can chop it up. Let's hear. Minister to. Oh, these types of subjects. church. Exactly, these types of subjects does not require a, 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 a an answer right off the tip of your tongue. These types of conversations deserve some type of energy to put into it because you're dealing with people's lives here. Right. You're dealing with people's reactions and their emotions. <laughs> and and you may be offending someone. You know, it says let your witness not be in vain. In other words, that you, you have to be represented here in this type of a topic to where you can just sit back and hear what others are feeling. Because I like to if we could respond, we can have an all day topic on church ain't no hurt like church hurt. That's right. You know, ain't no hurt like church hurt. So, you know, we have a, a lot of hurt and hurt people hurt people. That's right. So, so you know, we, we talk about the church and we talk about as far as where we moving <laughs> and how far are we going. You know, we, we're one step forward and one step backwards, but you gotta realize it's your relationship that you have with God. Exactly. It all comes down to your exactly. relationship. Exactly. And whether you're inside a four wall building or some eight room buildings, it still has to be about your relationship with God. Because can't anyone tell you who you are or who called you? Because you remember, some of them wasn't called. They just packed their bags of wind. So it's a lot that we have to really put into this kind of discussion. And I'm just sitting back listening. I'm not, I don't have any views that are right or wrong. I'm just listening and being sensitive to others who might have an intake here because there's no hurt like church hurt. Well, I want to say something to that because it seems to me that we, we, like you said, we could talk about church and who's been hurt and pastors all day long, but I want to speak to whoever may hear this episode. There's a woman out there or a man out there that has lost their husband or their wife to some member in the church who has now been discouraged from going back because that's a betrayal and a hurt that they don't know how to express. I wanna talk to people like that because people like that who creep inside the church, they got friends that they confide in that know their dirt. Who's gonna be bold enough to have the conversation so that 
the church as we know it doesn't totally fall apart. Like who's bold enough to say, you know what, girl, you know what you're doing ain't right. And I'm willing to put my friendship on the line because I can't support this foolishness. When are we going to be bold enough to do that? But when you are bold, excuse me, Minister Church does have something to say. When you are bold and you you take it to others to let them know that there is a defilement that has entered into Mm. a sacred place. That's right. Then you got to understand those people really want you out and not the defilement. They want you gone because you're the troublemaker then because you opened some eyes. So once their eyes have been opened to a defilement, they tend to want to gravitate toward that and, and lift that up. And then you're left to do what I call it spiritual suicide. Straightforward, I call it spiritual suicide. I cannot attain or be a part of something that I know that is gonna defect or cut off my relationship with a God than whom I serve <laughs> daily. So if you wanna be a part of that defilement and enjoy that, then you stay in that. But I gotta go. Peace. We'll holler. And we need this more people as that. like so you. We can stand up. Mm -hmm. It's wrong to sit in something. I was always taught as a child, when you know better, you do better. That's right. When you know better, you do better. And our problem is with today's age, we're under under undereducated within our churches. We're underdeveloped and undereducated in our churches. I'll say it and I'll put it out there online again. We are, we have some uneducated people within our churches. And that is not to step on anyone's toes. Or, or anything like that, or just put anyone down or be judgmental. It's just simply saying time out for the flowery part of service and, and get more education about who God is. Learn more of his ways. Learn more of his, of his style and the church style. That's my That's what I would say. You know, it's not about are you able to call someone out on their weaknesses or call someone out on their defilement. Sure, I'm able to call someone out because who's got my back? God has my That's back. That's right, he does. God has my back as a minister, not someone else's. I'm not a people pleaser because I will never be able to please these people. God. So my final thing say, and if you want to put it on my headstone, it'll be that I serve God. I went, I went serving God and, and standing up for a God. So so I put my power and my effort into a God, not into pleasing man. Because I want to hear him say, Well done. Well done. So what can the church do? The church can have more honest conversation. And she's right. Because, you know, if you think about it, she's right. the church doesn't talk about certain subjects. You know, oh, it's an oxymoron or it's a sin. We talk about sex in the church. Why? We Wait, haven't said. Why? You, you haven't Wait, sex in the church? It. It's in the Bible. With we everybody. It's all through the Bible. And you know so, what else they say, Rich? What's that? He's supposed to be judging people. That's not called judgment. That's no, that, but that's when what the they say. But that's what they say, right? Just because I see it different, don't mean you any better than me. When light has been shed upon darkness, there is no more darkness. There is, the, the light cannot comprehend darkness. Darkness cannot comprehend the light. There is no more. So I say, expose it. I say, put it out there. I mean, God wants someone who will stand up exactly. and put it out there. We exactly. have too many people going to church, going going to hell through the church. We have too many because we... No, you're afraid because it's your mama doing it. You're afraid because it's your brother doing it. 
She said, um, Facebook. She said, it's your mama doing it. Guess what she said? Hot beam. She said, it's your mama doing it. It's your mama doing it. It's your uncle doing it. Better yet, you making you paying a whole whole lot of money in the church. You think they're gonna come and sit you down? No, we need our bills paid next week. So let's and keep it real. She didn't keep it real. And undeveloped That's people right. we have in church. So let's build that. Let's build that. The dead has arisen. She she did that. that. Because it's, it's, it's such a it is very care. sensitive. When you, really, when you really care about God, regardless of how you may be outside of the four walls, because you know, people do dumb stuff every day. All of us do. But to bring it inside the church, I mean oh. I mess with I mess with a lot of people. Oh. Everybody in this room. When it comes down to God's house, his house, you so bold to ask to a soul that God has put in your hands to pray for, um, you so bold to violate that mm. that purpose. I know that too much about him, that. And, and, and the thing that Tony says that is so true, it's all about education. We're going to churches and we're feeding these people this nor the nor in the boat or nor whatever Abraham. The Ten Commandments. And, and the, let's yeah, talk about let's, that. let's be real about it. We have to be real about who we are and who God is in the church. You know, education is 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 a must, and I and I believe that we're we're focusing so much like like you say the building fund, and ain't built nothing. The pastor's house, Please, the pastor's car, and we ain't did nothing. You know, that's don't not a concern. How many souls have we saved? Or how many times have we gone out in the community outside of Thanksgiving and Christmas? How many outreach ministries have there been? How many homeless shelters have, have been built? Oh, let's not even go oh, there. Oh, really? Right. Let's feed the know, people in the, in the church that are hungry. Or, 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 or you, you got a member who's homeless. Homeless can't pay their bills. Hello. The church is living in a depressed Been there, done that. Are you serious? Are you serious? Or oh, he needs a, a jet. Say it. Jesus. I rolled on the back of a donkey and the word got across the world. So our pastor got to be in the $10 million jet. Well, you know what? All of all of those material possessions help him to gain the respect of those who are not fully educated about who God is. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm being serious with you. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. But think about somebody who is impressed by a jet. Somebody who is impressed by a mansion. Somebody is that is impressed by the fact that you got celebrities coming to your church. Somebody who is impressed. How many, how many people can you say? And you'll have your treasures right here on yeah. earth. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's so, earth. But if you educated and know the knowledge of the word of God, you will not be How many people can you share right. with them? I'll reach your comment in a second. And then you begin, yeah, and then you begin to worship unintentionally you're worshiping the pastor you know what i you know what i used to say you know what i used to say i still say it you know so many people can tell you exactly verbatim what their pastor said versus what the bible say if you can quote more of your pastor than you can scriptures in the bible you got a problem you have a problem you are basically making this person an idol you're in love with this you person. Mm -hmm. Set yourself up for what we're seeing today. 
what is it, Pastor Wilson, and some of the other pastors. Yes. And some of the other stuff that goes on in the church. Because you're no longer worshiping God, but you're worshiping a man. And then you put worldly excuses on godly expectation. God has an expectation for every pastor, every minister, every person. And so now we make exceptions because it's hard for me to believe that people really see it. I'm going to go see Pastor Wilson. Well, go to him too. Okay, let me ask you. Why do you why do you why do you why do you find it hard? What is so hard about that? Help the audience to understand it. Because it's hard for me to understand it. Because when you look at a pastor or a bishop, that's like to me when you're talking about the church, looking at the president or even a governor, a person of very high standards. Not only that, a pastor's role is to pray for your soul. Do you understand how serious that is serious? your soul, but yet we're gonna make an exception to this, then if you will accept that, then that means we're beginning to accept anything. And what comes after what we're accepting now to what we're gonna accept later. Well, do you devil's advocate then. Okay. He without sin, let him cast the first stone. The man needs prayer for him. Then let's all come together and pray for him. Let's all come together and pray for him. He, he's fallen. Let's let's pray for him. And, and that's not what that's not what I'm saying. Don't I'm not saying don't pray for him. I'm saying let's not just brush it off and accept what he's done because that's exactly what he said at the beginning. It's like I'm surprised at how the people are just saying mm-hmm. I'm going to see Pastor Wilson. Ain't nobody just saying about go. praying about praying yeah, for him. Exactly. They Ain't didn't. nobody say asking. pray about his. What wife. were you asking? That's what. And I know this is gonna sound shady of me. That's what I'm saying. They did, it wasn't, if they did say something, it was overshadowed by the fascination of his ability to perform mm-hmm. fellatio in the sides of his tongue. But do you know why it was such a fascination? Because it's a lot of lonely, desperate women who ain't, who having bad sex. Do we need to go back to last it's week? A bunch of lonely right. women out it's there right. who not She's getting right. sex down right. They having a lot of bad sex. It's right in the church. Yes, but you know right. what I was thinking is, is you was talking. Pastors and because some of them. No, no, not, not that, but they have all of these what seem to be blessings from God. Think about it. I mean, they. Okay, so they got uh, the. Uh, they, can I interject? I ain't made my point yet. Hey, the, I, devil, the devil will bless you too. Oh, he because said word. The, the understanding is, understand this. Jesus himself said the devil is the king of, of this, this place. Uh, can I this, make my point though? Yes, please. You, you please. I agree with Richard totally. But you got to think about who's weak, who's not spiritually mature. Uneducated people. So you got a man in in power, in a position of authority, who's running this church with all the material trimmings, and he's he's well known and respected. So he's in a position to seduce you and to make you think that, oh, I got I got God's ear. It's okay if if we do it. I'm a, I'm gonna pray I'm gonna pray this thing off of us. You know, God loves you. And as, as soon as we get through, we're gonna do a bunch of good deeds in the community. And you know, all you got to do is ask for forgiveness and he won't even think nothing of it because I mean, I'm, I'm favored. 
I'm highly faithful. I mean, how many how many pastors do you think this has really happened with? They have to. Nobody's that stupid, right? Uh, uh, but that goes back to what Minister Church said. My mama thought her no better, do better. Right. This is just people that's been ignorant. Mm -hmm. Because you know that it's wrong. So why would you do it? Would you hang with a thief? You know it's wrong. Something yeah. they was going to get out of it. Sex is power. But can we be honest no. too? Sex is power. Can, can, can we she be wanted, honest too? She wanted, she wanted to. Yeah, but she, she wanted, wanted to. to shine. Yeah, she, she, she wanted want. to. So now oh, we're talking about the the, the we're incident. talking about the woman. She wanted to, and he wanted to. Okay. And, and, you know, there's a difference. I mean, she knew he was a pastor. Yeah. She knew he was married. She knew that, that ignorance left out the room. This was just her. This is what she wanted to do. And it is not. She wanted to do it. Just like other women in the church want to do it. Because you understand, because I guarantee, I guarantee after this. And there happened, are men in the church that yeah. are doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah too. It's hey, a whole but, lot but of them. They don't even go to clubs to look for women no more. They go to church. But the, the example is, is mainly maybe the picture, the pastor, and maybe the deacon. The word that you said that we all know, there's always three times more women sitting in that church than it is men who are sitting in that church. We're at home, in the bed, at work or watching the football game. And it's the truth. It's because it's, the difference is, and I hate to say it, is that women are more amped to be in church looking for someone or something, especially God, or a form of God to worship. And that's what, it's hard for a man, it's hard for a man to get behind another man to tell him how to live his life. Short red skirt. Oh, that baby time to the side. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's harder for a man, and, and it's sad to say, but it's harder for a man to, to sit in a pew and, and listen to another man telling him how he's supposed to live his life. That's a that's a different dynamic for a man. Not saying that we don't do it. Not saying that we don't do it. But that's why you have more women sitting in the church than you do men. Women are just open emotionally like that. And men are harder. Exteriorly, we are harder. And so, so is that why they don't want a woman preacher telling them what to do? That's not the subject we're talking about. Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> it's not the subject we're talking about. But, but that, that's, that's, that's. It's hard for men to sit under another man and have to tell him what to do and how to live his life. That's why we don't go to church like that, Tony. You, If you look at it, if you look at it. I've heard that before. It is true. I've heard that before. It's the truth. It is the truth. That's why men don't don't sit in church like that, and women do. It's easier for a man to get up in front of y'all and convince y'all of stuff, and y'all to take what that man just said and take it back home and tell your husband, and it ain't nowhere in the Bible. Now you true on that one. I agree with you. Ain't nowhere in the Bible. And then this is the thing: your husband's sitting there, sitting in his belly growling, and ain't no dinner cooked. My dad would say, well, he would have ate my mom's dead around church. Yeah, yeah. The pastor pass. don't eat. Yeah, he don't really eat. He, he don't eat. <laughs> he already ate. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going through the right. Yeah, but so that's why my daddy always said, let's go. Let's right. get out of church. Let's go. Don't stand around. Hey, guys, I'm going to try something. I'm going to try something. Hold on. I'm going to try something. Just bear with me for a second. Let's see. Just give me a second, guys. Hello. Hello. Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Wait a minute. I think uh, I um, 
Yeah, it's, um, just bear with me for a second, please. Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Uh, yes. Oh, welcome. Yes. Um, state your name. <laughs> My name is Joe 36. I'm new to um, this app or uh, this station. Welcome. This Everybody station. give her a round of Welcome. Thank you for calling in. So um, speak what's on your mind. Uh, well, I actually have an uncle who's a, a, a pastor and I wasn't sure how, you know, um, how preachers preach now because uh, I haven't went to church in a while. And that's the main reason I don't go is because I'm not sure how uh, preachers um, preach now. The people in church. So Joe, uh, some of the men, I, I see videos on Facebook where some of the men uh, comment on women and things that are not church related. So, you know, I was, I was wondering, you know, that's a big issue. So um, help me because I, I want to I want to answer your question. So are you asking mm -hmm. what is church culture like today or just Oh, uh, what is cult, uh, church culture like today? Okay, so I guess that's that's the reason that we're, we're having this discussion today is because we see a lot of illicit sex affairs that happen to go on in church. Or we're just addressing that. Um, you know, it, it's a sad state of affairs when you have people that use the church as a playground um, for hookups and they, you know, it's, it seems to be there's no consequence. What used to be a sacred place, especially as an African-American woman, um, to go and worship and to go and kind of pour your heart out to God is now basically a place where people basically hook up. Have, have you heard of such things or what has been your experience or what have you heard about church? Because you did mention that, you know, you've kind of um, shied away from going to church. Well, my family, my mom's side of the family is Pentecostal. They believe strongly in, um, in Christianity and they go to church regularly. Uh -huh. uh, but my aunt shared this video uh, of a pastor and he was uh, speaking um, indecent about women and some of the women were walking out. And my aunt was telling me that it was a big issue within the black community uh, churches of pastors doing that. I think I've seen a couple of videos where like I saw a pastor like criticizing a woman because of her weight and he was telling her that that was the reason that she was single and what she needed to do, what type of bra she needed to, to wear. But you know what? I, I do share the microphone with a panel and it looks like a couple of them want to talk to you. So who wants to be the first to speak with Joe? Okay, Richard is gonna um, join the conversation. Hey, how you doing Joe? Hi. Well, um, speaking from the perspectives of a, a pastor, um, the tradition of the church, preaching and teaching hasn't changed a lot over the years. Um, but the inappropriateness of what pastors do, or so-called pastors, I want to call them a pastor. The church is not a place that you should embarrass or talk about a woman out in public. If the pastor had Amen. a problem with what that woman was wearing, he should have been kind enough to pull her to the side. 
after the service and then um, address that issue. Um, people come to church, look, you go to church as you are. God doesn't have a requirement on how you should dress, how you should um, be, because some people are in a place that they need God to show them or they go to a church because maybe she didn't have nothing else to wear. Maybe that's all the clothes that she had that pastor didn't know because pastor didn't take the time to get to hear her or understand her or know who she was. And so a lot of times you gotta understand, and that's the thing about it. I, I, I'm gonna be the advocate for the church because to me, the church is a perfect building. It's purpose that God aligned it for, it's perfect. Now, when you add the dynamics of man and self is where you get these issues coming into the church. But the thing about that is as we speak, you know, Minister Church speak earlier, spoke earlier, it's about educating yourself. The Bible is an open book for all of us. The relationship that God is trying to get us to build with him is for us to get to know him. And it's a personal relationship. Understanding that I don't know what you and God talk about or what you are going through in your personal mm, life. That's good. But that's it's right. for me to meet you right there. And if I'm confused as a pastor, I need to pray about it. Instead of opening up my mouth so fast that I offend somebody in the church, because that is not of God. And that's what, you know, that's, that's my opinion on that. Wow. Well, like, um, there were some, um, uh, I know a few. A few years back, there was a video of Bishop Bullwinkle. He was uh, telling uh, uh, through YouTube, he was thinking about how uh, church members um, have illicit affairs with um, with the pastors and how the pastors uh, accept those illicit affairs. And I don't know if it was disrespectful or if he was um, telling the truth, you know. Uh, but the, the message got through a lot uh, to a lot of people. Well, that, that's um, was okay. Was the message that said, were okay? Is that is that what he was trying to convince the audience? I'm not sure. Like when I looked at the video, um, he was saying the women's clothes versus the pastor. Uh, telling the women to dress in a more decent way. Wow. You know what? Yeah, we, we, we see a lot of that. Joe36, we want to thank you for calling in. Um, okay. You are so appreciated. Um, and stay, stay with us because we're going to continue the conversation. We're going to switch gears in just a little bit. But um, well, Ralph, I would like to say, oh, Joe, before you Joe, one, this, one second. <laughs> I would like to say this. I'm just going to give an overall theme. So it's something that you can um, you can you can meditate on in your free time. Thanks. You know, here here's my overall theme. You know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Just don't let your eyes adjust to the darkness. Mm. And I will leave you with that in hopes that you find that relationship with God and you find what the true meaning of of uh, what God is to you and what He should represent in a man or a woman. Um, as far as a leader. So I will again say this, if you, you want to get your pen and jot it down, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Just don't allow your eyes to adjust to the darkness. And I'll leave you at that. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay, thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, that's... 
Wow. Somebody that had something heavy on their heart. Mm -hmm. We thank Joe 36 for calling in because you know what? Sometimes people just want to know. She just wants to know. And she sounded so, to me, she sounded, regardless of her age, sincere and, and innocent. And what, you know, and you just never know who's affected by these scandals. Who could be, who can fall away or who can back away from the church? You know, this could have been a moment that a soul could have been saved, but because of the the the, the ill-formed message that was given on YouTube or any other video from this certain leader, left a person saying, eh, "I don't want to get to know a God if if that's who they're serving, or if that's the kind of if he's talking about my clothes and he's talking about." You know, oh, you know, is I, I'm thinking that's what she was concerned about because yeah. she 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 gave us specific examples of that, did she not? She did. A lot of people come to the church, they focus on the church more than they focus on God. Make sure I got a fresh outfit, that's true. Make sure I got a nice suit, that's true. But that's no materialism, no, 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 that's, that's the church. But we know, but we know, some people won't come to church. Or they don't come to church because they, they don't have the money to wear a certain clothes. Or they can't buy it. I ain't got no money for the offering, so I ain't going to church. Or we're not singing. I mean, there's a lot of us. They're not singing my song this Sunday. Oh, I see y'all. I see y'all the first. Antics. Antics, yeah. Oh, they born. But, but yeah, but I think with, with what is it, Joe thirty six? I think her issue was maybe maybe she was trying to find out, you know, maybe she doesn't have the clothes that she needs to go to certain church. I think the truth is a real church. It doesn't. Now I'm not saying, you know, wear revealing clothes, but if that's all you got is jeans and a shirt, or you know, you go. I no, think that's you, why some of the mega not, churches are making you it may today. not have a suit and tie. Blue jeans and a t-shirt yeah. come, come as you are. Because but the, but that's, truth, but truth doesn't matter. The come as you are phrase is a little overstated over YouTube. To keep it religiously bound and spiritual, come as you are because the change takes place within. 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 For example, yeah. that's like Catholic T-shirt here in Charlotte. You can come literally as you are. You can go in his church and wear your ball cap, whereas you go into another church, ah. they'll tell you to take your hat off. But in his church, you literally come as you are. Because because the truth is the church is in the business of saving souls. Not I don't care what you you know, saving. yeah, it's not fashion. You know, if we we've got out we we I say this, we bankrupt the business we're in for and we don't pick up something else. And so if we go back to doing what made us what made us famous, what made us rich, which is saving the souls word. in the word, you won't have so many issues and problems that will happen. Mm -hmm. well, you know, I actually got a question. Okay, go ahead. When when they say come as you are, don't that mean bring your heart as you are? Yeah. It's, it's you. you. Come as you, you are. It's, it's you. Come broke. Come hurt. I got you. Isn't that what that means? Mm -hmm. Or come as you are as, okay, you got tennis shoes, come on. But it's it's basically what Tony is saying. It, it's basically come as you are. It's me. Come the way. You can't, you know, some people won't come to church because they say, well, I'll come after I get off Ooh, alcohol. Jesus I'll come after I get off the dress, off the drugs. I'll come when I get off of those streets. Mm. I'll come.
No, no. That would come, come right now. Come if you got one shoe on, one sock off, and uh, some shorts, one leg longer than the other one. Come, come in your Because skin. at this point, at this place is where God will fix you. You know, the church is a hospital. It is not a morgue, but we're killing people through the church. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's a good one. Well, you yes. know, guys, I um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. The time has not come. You're not gonna even believe how long we've been chopping it up. An hour and a half. Right. Oh my. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it's just that these are the conversations. That, you know, I'm. I can't say it enough. These are the conversations that people are listening to. This young lady that just called I in. I love that. And um, oh, when, yeah. you know, earlier we were um, upstairs on, on, in the Sky Lounge and the two um, women that... Yes. Um, that we met. Noel and Raven. Right. Noel, I didn't know if I was... Okay. You know, they actually found out the topics that we were discussing and they were blown away. One of my neighbors here in the building has been following the podcast. And they are loving it. So to the audience out there, I just cannot stress enough. We are not going to do the bait and switch. I am not going to lure you into this podcast talking about real relationship issues and issues that affect us as husband and wife, fiance, um, you know, two people that are partners and have decided to journey through life together. What we talk about is what we talk about. I don't have no big sponsors. I don't owe anybody, nobody. I'm nobody. So I can talk about what I want to talk about. And the round table panel will always stand in their truth. That is who we are, you know? Um, I want to end um, this segment because we have another hot episode the guys are going to take over. Because you know guys, y'all are just another species. Um, but I, I do want to stress some of the points that we did. We, we, in case you were late getting into, in case you were late coming into the studio, the, the episode, um, we did address illicit affairs in the church. We talked about pastors sexing up the members. We talked about first ladies being affected by the affairs. We talked about church supposed to be supposing to be a safe haven. And then you find out your worst nightmare is is church is is where all of the hell is taking place, you know? And we really talked about um, also, you know, what to do, not what to do, when your wife respects the pastor more than she respects you. So um, some really good discussions we've had. Um, We do have a time limit, but um, ladies, if you're listening out there, Queen City Lee. Yes. I have a Speak treat. Diva. I have a treat and an invitation for you. So the diva, the divas of Diva Speaks podcast, I'm um, inviting you guys to come and have some cocktails with me and the, dina, the divas on the panel. And we're going to go to the spa. We're going to sit in the sauna with some cocktails. And we're going to have some real conversation without these men. So if you are interested in chopping it up with the divas in the sauna, in the spa room, um, wow, did my numbers just spike when I said that? <laughs> like, it went like that. Okay, I, I did say ladies now. I didn't say me. 
So ladies, if you're, if you're interested in having some cocktails and joining me and the other divas in the spa, my treat, why don't you email me at divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com because I'm pretty sure you ladies out there have your own relationship questions and things that you would like to talk about. So we're going to change the environment, make it super, super sexy, super grown and sexy, definitely hot. <laughs> You're going to get your sweat on all provided to you by me. So um, again, email me if you're interested in participating. Um, that is divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com. But if you email me in it, um, a request to attend this event, I'm going to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Please don't email me if you're not a supporter or you are not a subscriber of Diva Speaks Podcast. And if you out there have enjoyed this episode or any other episode, and we have spoke to some real issues that you are either involved in, know of, um, should we take a call? Yes. Let's Manji, do you want to? Okay, Manji, I will give you one, uh, a couple of minutes. Okay. Manji, I'm about to connect with you. You're on live with Diva Speaks Podcast. This is D Diva. Talk to me. Hello. This is Diva Speaks Podcast. Okay, Manji, we tried. Call next time. But um, again, um, and also guys, we're going to be having another episode. We're going to be recording again within the next few minutes. The guys are going to um, take over. I don't know if us ladies will put them in their place and check them. But um, uh, we're going to let the men speak. I, you know, I think it's important that, especially when we're talking about relationships, we need to hear the men. Sometimes that's the, that's the issue with a lot of women. We do too much talking and we're not listening to these men. And you know, I'm gonna I'm clap. You know, we're not listening to these men. And, if, and, and even if you don't agree with the men, you still need to hear these men out because this could be some information that could be useful to you, especially for me, the diva, because you know I'm doing my due diligence to be able to function on this podcast. So with all of that being said, we definitely appreciate all of those who tuned in. Please continue to support your diva. I love bringing you the realest of the realest of the realest real conversation. And I get to fellowship with the people in this room that I really love the most. My roundtable family, the extended part of Diva Speaks podcast. Until the next time, the diva and the roundtable panel has spoken. Diva Speaks podcast is the premier relationship podcast that explicitly deals with relationship matters from a woman's point of view. No subject is off limits. Relationship challenges, sex, intimacy, dating, infidelity, finances, heartbreak, and situationships are all a part of the discussion. Your relationship matters.